All right. You already know. <laughs> you already know what the first topic of conversation is going to be today. Cam Crazy. Reddish. Crazy. Yeah, man. Cam Reddish is heading to the New York Knicks. Congratulations to Knicks fans. You are getting a very special talent. Atlanta Hawks. You know how they always say, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> don't, say, don't say nothing at all. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's something I'm dealing with right now. So, um, congratulations to the New York Knicks. Um, getting Cam Reddish, very, very special player. Um, I'm, I'm curious, though, to hear your thoughts. Because I know it's like, yeah. you know, you obviously love Cam, but you have mixed feelings about the Knicks. So, how do you feel um, about this trade? You know, I'm a basketball fan first, but I do have my select players and select teams that I really like and really root for. The Hawks gave away their second most talented player on their basketball team, especially from a skill set standpoint. Gave away for free. Now, maybe I'm a little high on Cam Reddish and his upside, you know, his potential. But all I know is when given the opportunity and given the minutes, Cam Reddish looked like a future NBA star. Can score from everywhere on the basketball court, three-level score, can create off the dribble, has a handle, athletic enough to get to the rim and dunk on people, can defend as well. So it's just kind of like, I, I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to understand why the Atlanta Hawks gave him away. If you were going to give him away, I thought it would be like, okay, we're going to give him away in like a big time package. You know what I'm saying? But they gave him away basically for free. And I understand that Atlanta's a small market team. So when you, when you pay John Collins, when you pay Kevin, um, and it's kind of like, all right, and Atlanta Hawks aren't having those, you know, expectations basically killed their season. People can talk about COVID and stuff like that, but everybody's been dealing with COVID. It's just like they're not living up to those expectations. So now when you're a small market team and you paid all these guys all this money, Clint Capella, John Collins, Kevin, all these guys' money, and now you're looking like, yo, we got to pay Cam Reddish. It's like, well, we may have to, <laughs> we may want to trade Cam Reddish. And it's just kind of like, I, we, we had a conversation, we had this conversation all the time. Like GMs, you know, what are you, what are you trying to do? Are you really trying to win? Or are you really trying to get below the salary cap? You know, a lot of GMs at the end of the day are really accountants. You know, a lot of some of these GMs in front of office people, they're not really trying to win. So it's just like I look at this move and it's just like a 22 year old stud. It's just like loads of potential. You're giving away for free. And my thing is, like I said, he's the second most talented player. He was the second most talented player on that Hawks team. When you look at the eye test standpoint, we look at the skill set standpoint. It's just kind of like. It doesn't make sense to me. But I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to I'm wait and let you respond because only way it will make sense to me if some other things happen. But that's my thoughts and my feelings on the Atlanta Hawks training Cam Reddish. You know, it's funny. A couple episodes back, we talked about the possible, you know, um, combination of Trey Young and Jalen Brown. If that were to be a thing, you say, okay, okay, you know, again, love Cam Reddish, but this is a business. Jalen Brown is a, is a fantastic basketball player. So you make that move. That makes sense for Jalen Brown. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Knicks won this trade. Now, I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. But the Knicks yeah. won this trade. Like, when you consider everything, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the players that are involved, the picks that are involved, like, to me, it's hands down, right? I mean, you talk about Cam being the second most skilled player on the Atlanta Hawks. But trades should, right, work both ways. That's the point of a trade. You yeah. get this player, I get this player. And hopefully, both sides win. 
that's not what the hell happened this time. That yeah. is not what I don't I'm not sure what Atlanta was thinking. I, you know, in terms of obviously not everyone can get paid, you know, in, in terms of the, you know, the contract that they want and all that. Cool. But of all the players you decide not to rock with, Cam Reddish was your option. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And so again, I I, I like I haven't lost faith in in in, you know, their their front office. Hell no, that's not what I'm saying, but just like <laughs> Cam Reddish and it's and still there's still potential there. You know what I'm saying? So who knows what Cam is going to really pan out to be. You, we've already yeah. seen flashes of it. And, and you just decide, you know what? All right. Yeah. We good. We, we, yeah, you know people, what? We going to have to, what are we doing here? What's your it's goal? Cra- it's, it's crazy because uh, the Hawks have a, a well-rounded team. So you, you got players that all play the same position. So it's like, okay, well, we can't give Cam Reddish the minutes that he kind of deserves. But at the same time, it's just like, when you do give him the minutes that he deserves, he's going out dropping 30 points. When you do give him the minutes he deserves, he's going out, you know, showcasing his talent and ability and showing like, yo, he has, you know, star level potential. Wherever he reaches that, if he reaches that level, I don't know. But even if he becomes some version of a Chris Milton, that is a, a success. That is something you want to keep on your team. That's something you want to keep on your roster. And especially when you've seen also Cam Reddish do it when it mattered the most in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's not that's when we that was that was his coming out party in the playoffs. This when it mattered the most. Not in a regular season game. <laughs> not in not in January. Not in November. Not in the first couple season regular season games. October in the playoffs. That's when he showed his potential, his promise, his upside. And it's just like damn for Kevin Knox. <laughs> I don't, don't want to throw out names. You know, like not, I'm not throwing out names because it, no, I, I'm throwing out names because it's just kind of like yo. It's it's like we seen one player who, who's had opportunities to have minutes, and, and Knicks fans will tell you about Kevin Knox. I hope he turns his career around. He's you know he's been getting a, a couple minutes and stuff like that. He's been producing a little bit more, but that's because a lot of people have been out with COVID. But it's just like it's it's levels to this. Thing. That's all I'm saying. It's it's really levels when we talk about talent, when we talk about potential, and all that. It's just like it's crazy to me. It's really it's really crazy to me. Do me a favor. How about uh? Give this trade a grade. What grade would you give it for the Knicks? What grade would you give it for the Hawks? Well, I'll give it, and this is what I was going to, you kind of brought it up. We talked about Jalen Brown. Now, if the the Atlanta Hawks are receiving this protected first-round pick with the Charlotte Hornets to try to package a deal for, let's say, a Jalen Brown, that makes more sense, or Bradley Beal. Okay, that makes more sense. Or I got a source close to the Atlanta Hawks organization basically saying that they're interested in Ben Simmons. That makes more sense. But still, it just really depends on what the Atlanta Hawks are going to do with what they receive. But if this is it, then it's an F. But if they get like, let's say, a Jalen Brown or Bradley Bill. And I'm really going to stop at Jalen Brown and Bradley Bill because I'm more high of a combination of Trey Young and Jalen Brown and Trey Young and Bradley Bill than I am with a Trey Young and Ben Simmons. That's just how my personal feeling is. I know Ben Simmons, he's super talented, but it's just like that. I don't know what's, you know. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. 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 <laughs> Let's stop right there. <laughs> First of all, if we're talking about Jalen Brown and Bradley Bill, you probably just gave up the one dude that that trade could be centered around. You're not giving up Trey Young. You just paid John Collins. Who the hell? And we know how Boston is when it comes to trading guys. (laughs) So who the hell, unless I'm missing something, 
is Atlanta about to send to Boston? Like, who? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is that package looking like outside of Trey Young or John Collins? Well, draft picks. Out those... Oh, draft cool. picks. You know, how, you know how they are about. You know, yeah. you know how they no, are about it, draft picks. It ain't just about dra- for Jalen Brown. No, like this is Jalen Brown we talking about. Like, come on. And then you, and then Bradley Bill, who in their right mind is like, again, maybe I'm missing something on a roster. Maybe there's a player that I don't know about. But I don't, like, I don't, I can't fathom the idea of the Wizards saying, wow, we have a guy who can give us 30 on any given night. Let's give him up for, I don't know, nothing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, and again, the one guy, and I still wouldn't have traded Bill or Jalen Brown away, even if Cam Reddish was in the deal. But you mean to tell me we're about to even consider that shit even without Cam? What are we doing? There's no way. Like, there's, yeah. like, hey, yeah. again, if, if Atlanta is able to though? pull it off, by all means. What about Simmons? Okay, fine. Because he's, he's available. He's the only one of those guys that's Same really case available. with Ben Simmons. If somehow Atlanta is able to get Ben Simmons by keeping Trey Young and John Collins, bravo. I don't know what the heck. No, right, honestly, I'm not going to entertain that thought. Because we've seen how <laughs> Philly has been acting with Ben Simmons, which I get. Right? I understand. Yeah. It, it's still Ben Simmons. We know how good he is. But mm-hmm. after all the rejections and the way they've been curving offers and all that, you think they're about to give him up for what? John Collins, yeah, yeah. Some uh, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Now, again, yeah. I don't know if John Collins is in this deal. Again, that changes everything, um, you know, in terms of the... the uh, reports Brown, are that, Bradley, reports are, that, reports are that Trey Young and Clint are safe. Everybody else is in sweater. That's who... Sa- Love Clint Capella. Shout out to Clint Capella. Um, but, <laughs> and, and I know John Collins, you know, there's been rumors and all that with the whole, yeah. you know, yeah. the situation. They just made the damn conference finals. And I know they're not playing the way that... Yeah, it's, it's you know crazy. They, they haven't been together for 10 years. This, is, this isn't like, you know, their top guys are 37 years old. They are young. Yeah. They, they are, like, they're, not, they're not in a position where it's like, all right, you know what? We halfway through a season after, you know, making the Eastern Conference finals and shit, we got to blow it all up. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, Why? Man, who's who's a, putting pressure on Atlanta to win now? Am I missing something? We... Small market, small. We know how it is. Small market teams. What I, what GMs are accountants. They're they're paid to make sure that they these teams do not go over the salary cap. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's, this is this is a salary cap move. That's all it is. And that's what you always say when you look at these organizations. You look at these teams. What are we trying to do? And today, it seems like the New York Knicks are trying to build a contender. They're trying to win. Leon Rose shot him out. Like he's making moves. Like if 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 this is what we about to start seeing, like you get like Cam Reddish and stuff like that. And then check this out: the Knicks may not even be done. And then it's just like they could be getting they could be getting Cam Reddish as a rep- people love like to talk about like R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish joining forces. That's a that's a possibility. Like yo, they can be really good. They can be like this tandem. Who knows? But they could be getting Cam Reddish to 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 replace R.J. Barrett. And then maybe center R.J. Barrett around a trade package. I don't know. It's another disgruntled star that wants out in Sacramento. Maybe De'Aaron Fox. Who knows? It's just like, yo, it's it's. You're opening Knicks, a wild door, but I want to say no, this. I'm, all right, I'm just saying some the Knicks are actually right. doing things to show that yo, we're actually trying to contend. We're actually trying to build something that's going to maybe get us to where we want to go. I can't absolutely. say that about the Atlanta Hawks today. And I was going to say absolutely. But I want to hang on to the Knicks talk before yet, before, all right, for, for just a minute, because I don't think we're done with Atlanta just yet. Not <laughs> let them get off the hook <laughs> this easily. Hell to the knob. All right, so again, so 
when you make a trade like this, right? Obviously, when you're as a GM, whatever, there's a question that you have to answer, right? What is the goal of this trade? By doing this trade, we are saving money. By doing this trade, we are getting better. By doing this trade, we are accepting the fact that we are tanking. So the question that I'm just trying to wrap my head around is, what the hell was the what, what, what was the question and what was the answer? Because again, like from a, a talent perspective, I you know I, I think everyone, including Atlanta and the Knicks, knows that, you know, Atlanta might have lost out on this trade from just from a straight up talent perspective. But like, there had to have been something that someone either just said, you know what, we definitely got to do it. So I don't know again if it might have been a salary cap thing or what. But and again, who knows? It, it, it's still. You know, time yeah. for them to kind of make up for a decision or whatever. But Cam Reddish is <laughs> like, like especially when the comparison of that overall trade, right? Yeah. Again, yeah. We, we talked about Jalen Brown for Bradley Bill and 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 Ben Simmons. Those are three guys who have been proven. Yeah. You just gave up Cam Reddish for nothing. Why? <laughs> That's all I want to know. <laughs> Why? What? Where? Where? What was the motivation? Where was the Damn, this yeah. low key might not be a good idea. So maybe we might want to think it's just twice. Money. I don't know. They don't, they don't want to pay him, bro. They don't want to pay him. He's expected. Wow, you know, there's there's a there's, a there's a there's another um there's another small market team <laughs> that traded a very talented player when he was young. As a matter of fact, I think they traded him around the time where his team made the finals. He wasn't the number one option on that team. Um, <laughs> or the second. Remember his name. Or, or the second. I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm not going to say his name. Maybe you remember. And if you remember, you don't have to say it. But, you know, sometimes I think, you know, these small market teams tend to be a little cheap. And, and I get it. You know, sometimes you don't want to break out the checkbook. But sometimes you might end up being wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can mess around and be too cheap and lose it on who, who knows. Someone who can, you know, score 25 on any given night. Who knows what Cameron is going to end up being. Maybe Atlanta <laughs> years from now ends up looking like geniuses. Or maybe. They look like fools. Let me not end so, or maybe they just don't. I'll leave that at that. But yeah, we, 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 we've seen something very similar to a situation like this before. We have. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. I won't say the name, but you guys know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. So, but yeah, we can talk about the Knicks now. I, I just, I wasn't going to let that from slide. A, from, <laughs> from a Knicks standpoint, and it's also crazy. Um, it's, it's because if you look at, if you look at like, Cam Reddish, he, he's also been hurt a lot in his career as well. When he's healthy, he looks really good. And when he gets the opportunity in the minutes, he looks really good. But it's crazy. I, it's, it was another, like, young star that got drafted in a small market team. You know, the Indiana Pacers. His first couple, few seasons, it was just kind of like, it was a lot of progressions. But everybody watching him, you saw his potential. You saw what he could have been. And then once, like, his third season, once he actually got the minutes, you know, he just went from, like, 11 points per game to, like, 17 points per game you know, mid-40s field goal percentage, you know, mid the high three-point percentage in the 30s and stuff like that, you know, five, six rebounds, a couple assists. You know, that was Paul George. And if you look at you look at Cam Red, it's just like 36 minutes. And when he's getting 36 minutes on the court, you know, it's his stats are better than Paul George. <laughs> so it's just like, and people have kind of said like, you know, well, Cam Reddish has a lot of like, you know, Paul George qualities, could be a Paul George disciple, whatever you want to say. But it's just like, when you start looking at stuff like that, you have to ask yourself, it's just like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> like, like, really, what, what are we doing? And it's just kind of like, shout out to the Knicks, shout out to Leon Rose. It's just kind of like, the Knicks have a player that, you know, upside and potential 
especially one to two years down the line. Like who who knows, man? So let's let's talk about it. What do you think the Knicks? How do you think the Knicks feel? Like what's you know one in our sessions, you know, happy for Knicks fans. Congratulations! This really really is a good move. I know a lot of people talk shit about the Knicks. This dead ass was a solid move by the Fire Knicks. move. Like, all jokes aside. You feel me? But it's so funny because in typical Knicks fan fashion, a lot of people, even though they enjoyed the trade, they were already talking about, yeah, they're, you know, they're doing this to prepare to get Zion. Yeah. Damn it, just enjoy the trade first. Let's just talk about Cam joining the Knicks as opposed to, you know, immediately mention somebody else. I think it's going to be very dope to see Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett, you know, obviously play together again. We know what they, you know, they did at, at Duke. Um, and I think, you know, the learning curve would definitely, you know, be great for both of them, you know, playing together again because um, they're both young, right? And, and I think a lot of people tend to forget that with a lot 22. of guys in the league. Like, they're, they're young, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so it's going to be special. I mean, I, I think that could be a cold um, wing tandem for them. Um, I'm sure they're happy as hell for, for, for this reunion and stuff. So um, Duke and uh, NYC, you know, it, it's, it's going to be crazy. Um, but to your point, too, about the possibilities of, them this being a possible setup you know for rj or whatever i don't see that happening in terms of you know even later on down the line um i think the knicks are pretty much in love with rj and then you know and his uh, potential and what can he can overall bring to that organization and the city as a whole but obviously you know one thing we've learned about the league is that gms don't really give two shits about players after after a while but I mean, I, I do like the fit, though, and, and I'm happy, you know, for Cam. Not necessarily saying that he, because he got out. I mean, I don't think he was in a bad situation, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it'll be an it, opportunity it, for him to possibly get some more money in, you know. Yeah, I mean, they got to, the Knicks got to pay these guys, though. Like, this, Cam Reddish is a restricted free agent, and it's kind of like he's going to, some team is going to offer him some money. Like, are the Knicks going to match? Probably depends on, like, what happens in this second half of the year. So we have to see. Like, we don't, this could be a, a four or five month thing. And we can be like, all right, Cam Reddish is going somewhere else. We don't know what's going to happen. Or it can be like you said, Cam Reddish and RJ Barrett can be the Knicks' next wing tandem for the next four years if they, you know, re-up them. Because I think they got to re-up RJ too, right? RJ's rookie extension is coming up too, right? Yeah, I mean, RJ was in that class of uh, um, Giants. And so it's like, yeah. I mean, you kind of think of, So is Cam. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, so they're both in the same, yeah. When you think about, like, the big picture of, like, you know, both those guys in that draft class as a whole, it's always interesting to me to see, like, people who are drafted in the same year play together, especially early on. Like, now, okay, you see LeBron and yeah. Miller, all right, cool. They've been in the league for decades. But guys that, like, are still, you know, new, relatively new to the mm-hmm. league and, you know, that went to school together, they can yeah. get spooky in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they can get very spooky. And also, like... And not to bring up, like, people love this, like you said, like, let's just enjoy the moment with Cam Reddish pairing up with R.J. Barrett. I know it's a lot of people, Knicks fans, thinking about, oh, Zion Williamson, this and that. You know, I don't know, like, only, and only, only way that really happens is if Zion Williamson shocks the entire NBA landscape and says, you know what, I'm just going to sign my qualifying offer. I'm not going to sign the max contract that you guys gave me. Then things get very spooky. Because he'll shock the entire NBA landscape if he does that. But I don't see that happen. I don't see a player turning down 125. So you think, mils. okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't say see it. that happen. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. <laughs> I don't give a damn what city I'm in. I don't give a damn yeah. who, who, who the teammates are. You really think Zion, at that age, too, like, like yeah. he wants a ring. You know, don't get me wrong. Every player does. 
but he, yeah. he ain't been in the league for no, you know, 16 all, years on the tail end that's of true, but we know, all, but, retirement. But, but we also, it's some things to like, I, we talk about the New Orleans organization all the time. It's Zion, he's, he's rehabbing away from that, that, you know, the New Orleans training facility. It's like a lot of like things that, you know, we're seeing signs of like little cracks already. And he's been in the league damn near. He ain't played 82 game regular season yet. <laughs> like, he, but you know what though, to be honest with you, that by me even be more of a reason why if I were him, I would definitely sign the max. And, you know, sometimes he probably will regardless. But of it's course. the fact that like, yo, you know, if you haven't played, if you're not playing a full 82 game regular season, secure that money while you can. Right? Like, make sure that yeah. part is in order before we start thinking like, all right, where do I want to go next? Or who do I want to ask, you know, to, to come down here? Because once you lock in that mm-hmm. deal, you're good, right? Like, then you can start moving out however you want. But like, when you leave and then start trying to get money, then it's like, ah, you run the risk of either yeah. getting injured, you run the risk of not getting what you want, you run the risk of, you know, not getting your money and all that. So, especially when you're young, get to yeah. it, then, all right. Who yeah, wants so to Knicks fans, just, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it right now. It's really crazy. I'm really, I was shocked. Man. Shocked because I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then it's like, and then you, tra- then you trade them to the team, you clap in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like a team that you already like kind of, it's like a, it's a new fresh rivalry with the Knicks and the, the Hawks. It's like, damn. I'm, like, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, is there a combo? Something. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, yeah, you, so we traded Cam, Cam Reddish, you know, for his, so and so and so, and who else? Like <laughs> you, that, yeah. that's it. Like that's that's there's a period. Like what are we doing here? What? Yeah, I don't. It got to be something else. This it got to be. I, I'm I'm expecting expecting to talk about a Atlanta Hawks trade before the deadline comes because it got to be something because it just don't make no sense. You know, it just it really don't make no sense because like I said, you look at their roster, you look at their team. I know that they have a lot of guys, bo- bogey. Kevin, you know, they all they all play the same position. But like Galinari, but it's just like when you wa- if you watch the game and you watch what Cam Reddish is able to do, not just offensively, but defensively as well. It's just kind of like his potential defensively as well, not just offensively. Like that just shows you like, yo, the upside is there. And it's just like, especially like you said, this is like the Hawks are a young team. It's not like they're the Los Angeles Lakers. It's not like they're the Los Angeles Clippers. It's not like they're the Golden State Wars where you got your, your core and they're all in their 30s. It's just like, damn, like, what's the rush? All right, COVID year, we haven't reached our expectations. Some things are going, you know, going on and stuff like that. It's just like, all right, well, let's try to get healthy and just see what we can do and try to make a playoff push this, this year. That would have been my idea. That would have been my thoughts. But it's just like, what do we, like, unless you're about to trade for another superstar to pair with Trey Young, it's like, what's the problem? Like, but that, but that's it though. If if that was your plan, you just wasted a Cam Reddish trade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, like you know what I'm saying? Like you just like, and I don't have a a problem if their mindset was like, all right, we're getting rid of Cam for a bigger reason or a bigger player or to free up. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem. Maybe, I wouldn't have it. Right, or may, maybe there is something like that. But like right now, initial thoughts and initial reaction, I just ask, what the, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, and, and, and I mean, also, too, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you still kept Trey, right? You still kept John Collins. I mean, of course, of, of course. Well, I mean, of, yeah. of course, but I'm saying, though, it's not like, yeah. and no, I, hey, we done seen some way worse trades. We done seen some way worse trades than this. And I just want to 
personally, again, it's thank up, the this, Memphis Grizzlies. It's up, it's up here. Man, that trade years ago, I ain't going to say the player. Y'all know who it is. But, man, I don't want to thank you all personally. <laughs> Still. <laughs> man. <laughs>game bro they won by 30 <laughs> i get a very talented team yeah. i get like one of the or the best record wise in the east teams in the, in the east, east. Right yeah and you know who had a great game and we have to talk about it. james harden there is once about a time where the name calling just wasn't just wasn't going to stop you would think when it came to james harden there's once about a time where people comp- were comparing James Harden to players that he should not have been compared to. There's a time where people were thinking, is it going to work? And I don't know it's just one game, but I think that game against the Bulls was just a reminder of who James Harden is. And like you're just watching, it's like, wow, 
You mean to tell me this guy isn't even the best player on his team? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Does the rest of the league of the league have to do to really they better, like? They, they better pray. They they better. Hey, man. They, first off, first off, first off, people would love to say like we we had a conversation talking about like yo, like teams looking at playing the Brooklyn Nets as a advantage, thinking like all right, yo, we know that Kyrie Irving plays part-time, so like, yo, this is, we're going to use it as our advantage. They better pray that the, the, Bar- the Barclays Center and the Brooklyn Nets organization don't, you know what? We're going to pay these fines. And they could have been doing that all along. Yeah. That's a conversation for a different day. It's crazy because that's, that's really nothing. But it was more like a, a power struggle. Like, we don't want to let one player, like, think he's above the organization. You know politics, how Politics, politics, politics. Yeah, you know how they go because they could have been, been paying those fines. And I expect, like, sooner rather, sooner rather than later that Kyrie Irving's going to be playing in, in the Barclays Center. And then it gets really scary because, like, when you start having, like, Kyrie, who's still trying to get his rhythm, and he's allowed to play all the games and find his rhythm, and then you got James Harden in the half court just picking defenses apart, <laughs> and it's just like playing the point guard position. And then you got Kevin Durant because he's like, okay. It's like, all right, we know Kevin Durant's the best player on the team, so we're going to try to double and blitz and trap Kevin Durant. But, you know, Kevin Durant has maxed out everything on the offensive side of the court. Like, people talk about his scoring. Kevin Durant's passing is there. Like he he hits he finds men he finds an open man all the time like people you, you watching the game start watching these games and start looking at some of these passes that Kevin Durant is is doing on a nightly basis like he's maxed out offensively at every aspect he's like a hundred on two K he's you know what I'm saying like he's maxed out and so it's just kind of like what can you do because even when you blitz and you trap Kevin Durant he's finding an open man every single time and it's just like then you got then you got James Harden you control the pace of the game control the tempo. It's just like it's it's scary. This it's really it's scary. And then they clapped the Bulls. And I know the Bulls probably went home last night and probably was thinking like, "Damn, like we not who we think we are right now." And I'm sure that's probably how they was feeling. But you know what? Let me, let me say this too. This is one of those things where it's like, all right, are the Bulls not who we thought they were, or are the Brooklyn Nets just that damn good? And I think it's more of the latter. I think I think it's more of just. The Brooklyn Nets are just extremely unstoppable because I don't I don't think like the Bulls voted right I, I don't, like I don't think I mean they got clapped don't get me wrong but like it's still yeah. the Brooklyn Nets they like they lost to James Harden and Kevin Durant like and so now had they lost to any other honestly any other team really in the Eastern Conference then I'm like all right what are y'all doing but I can't they say ran, that they ran into some serious offensive firepower go ahead. Or what are they the number one seed? No, what you, you say? Asked, like, no, you're right. You're what right. you say? You like you're right. As of right now, we had a conversation about like who was right. back in the past. Like who the Lakers going to the 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 Western Conference Finals or the Chicago Bulls? You was like, well, Chicago Bulls are the number one seed. <laughs> they are playing like the best in the Eastern Conference. You know, they have been beating good teams. So it's just like you judge yourself based on the best teams that you play. And people love to say, well, that was the Brooklyn Nets' first like victory against a team above like well over 500. And I can say, well, this is their first couple games where they had their full headed three level monsters <laughs> all in the same roster, all playing at the same time. That and, makes a difference as well. Yeah. And you know what? That was a chance for the Bulls to answer a lot to of make a statement. questions. Yeah. There that you was go. a chance make for them to make a statement. It's like, yeah. you know, we've we seen the winning streak. We've we seen the record, but now you're going against yeah. them dudes. You feel me? You at home against them guys at home on national television. So if y'all really feel yeah. like y'all going to chip, do it. Prove it. Prove yeah. it in this game right yeah. here. And, and like, it is just one game. It is just 48 minutes. I don't want to take away from what they've done over the course of the season. But like, this was 
their chance. This yeah, was certain the, game, you know, people, you mark this on your calendar. Yeah. You really yeah. do. People like, people would tell you that the regular season don't matter, but because it's so long, it's 82 games. But it's certain games on the regular season calendar that matter a little bit more. It's Christmas games, big time statement games, number one seed going against number two seed, you know, finals, re, refinals, Matt Suns going against the Bucks. You know, Martin Luther King Day coming up. It's certain it's certain games that matter. Look mean a little bit more. You know, national spot Saturday prime time ABC games. You know, let's 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 and, not pretend. And even from a mental, I mean, I don't know if you're talking like just from a simple like standings perspective, but even from like a mental, it's like, yo, yeah. There's some games it's like, all right, we we feel me, we finna handle business. Right. Yeah. And, and that could have been the like, yo. Now if they and now if it would have been reversed and they would have won by 30. Yet, <laughs> I would have been like, well, yeah. damn, I probably would apologized. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you think about, and not to say that I didn't think they could have won or anything, but it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't think that, you know what I'm saying? It would have been like that. Um, yeah. Now, again, like Perhaps. I said, I, I don't want to take away from um, what the Bulls have done. I still think that they have the the ability to make the finals. I'm not, you know, they're yeah. still a number I'm one seed in the conference. They are number uh, one seed in the conference. Um, but again, this is, I think we've had this conversation before about like, you know, AD and Giannis and best players in the world. It's like, if we're going to consider you a championship contender, if we're going to sit here and say that you can make the finals and all that, when it matters the most, you got to show up. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate you holding the Bulls as well as myself accountable. If we are yeah, going to sit here and I, say, mm-hmm. you feel me? Yo, the Bulls could do it. They could beat the Nets. Don't get clapped by 30. That is yeah. not too much to ask. At home, on national television. When, been on, when they have all their players, and in a way, so do you. Like, you had DeRozan, you got mm-hmm. Zach, you got Lonzo, you got Vucevic. It wasn't no, Dan DeMar said now. Eh, no. They no. all played. <laughs> also, I've been clamoring for DeMar as to get his respect for, as, you know, MVP conversation as well. So it's just kind of like that's, that would have been a perfect, like, statement again to, like, let people yeah. know, like, yo, I'm here. Like, I'm not just, like, this afterthought. Like, I'm to be one of the leading candidates. And he's going to have other opportunities, but it's just like, this one game doesn't take away what he's been doing all season. I still think he's, in my opinion, he's top three still after this game. You know, that's how special he's been. But for the national media standpoint, most people don't feel that way. You know, for a real, you know, basketball podcast, no pump fakes, guys that really know, like, all right, we ain't just talking about nerds. We ain't just talking about who our favorite players are. We looking at it like, no, nah, like, yo, show DeMar some respect. But, like, when you got the opportunity on national television, when the eyes, are, the lights are the brightest, you want to make a statement always, especially so you can garner that attention and respect that real hoop heads like us are giving you on a daily basis. Yeah, and definitely, like, I would say, like, don't get it twisted. I think a lot of like voters and people in the media or whatever allow one game to really change or shift how they feel, not just towards a player, but towards voting as a whole. And so it's still like mid-January, but like, these are yeah. the games that, like, if you had you know to choose they, you know one they, or a couple, it's like, yo. You know how they be. But, yeah, but I'm saying, though, if you got two MVP candidates on the court and one of them shines and the other one doesn't, yeah. that was your chance to really say. And, and I don't, like I said, I don't think DeMar or any player walk into a game saying, all right, let me play better than him so I can get the MVP. But at the same time, if, there's, if you feel like you got robbed right at the end of the year, there's going to be some moments where people could look back and say, hey, yeah, this but I, was the I game even, that was the... That's true. That's definitely true. But I also look at like the people that are voting on these awards. A lot of these people not even watching games. Of course, you know of course. Like, so it's always it's always a bias. You know, we already got like, yo, like, 
no disrespect to Giannis. Giannis is playing phenomenal this year, but Giannis is right now is to most people the the leader on the MVP board. And I'm just like, okay, well, I don't really. He's been playing well, and they kind of start off rocky, but it's just like it's Giannis. It's just like maybe it's just like all right, we got so used to and comfortable to his greatness, but like I don't think Giannis overall has had a really better season than Kevin Durant or Demar Derozan. But it's just like some of these guys and the voters and stuff like that, and come up with these lists and stuff that's going to have these votes at the end of the year. They're probably going to vote over for Giannis over Demar. Yeah, but I mean, you know why that is, right? Where a lot of people, you know, go with the easy pick. You know, what I mean, and and not want to acknowledge what Demar or any player, you know, kind of who's not a a more popular guy, you know, is doing. It's like when it's, you know, when it's safe. And and again, this doesn't mean that, you know, it should definitely be a guy that we're not used to winning MVP, or or, or that just because we're used to a guy winning MVP that he can't win it again or whatever. But it's just you know, acknowledge everybody, right? Or acknowledge the the people and players that actually are, you know competing at the same level but that's real uh you know how the, you know how the game works you know how this sports media landscape work but speaking of like s- superstars damien well paul george and dame are supposed Man, to well well, <laughs> well which one do we want to go with mm. yeah <laughs> paul george and dame supposed to be out like six eight weeks and possibly it's been reports that they're going to be out for the rest of the season. How do you feel about that? I mean, injury-wise, you know, obviously, you know, it's unfortunate for both of them. Wish them mm-hmm. nothing but a speedy recovery. But, I mean, team-wise and hoop-wise, Clippers know Paul George, Kawhi. Yeah. That sucks. Trailblazers know Damian Lillard. That also sucks. Um, but, again... The question that always, you know, gets brought up when something like this happens is, well, what's next? You know, like, I, it doesn't, I, I honestly don't know how to feel. Again, just from a straight-up basketball perspective, like, I didn't have either of those teams winning the championship. Like, it doesn't move the needle one way or the other. I mean, <laughs> oh, um, no, for real, I'm not being an asshole. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> no, I feel you. Again, for, like I said, for, yeah. as an individual, I want them, you know, to get better and yeah, get yeah. back to playing as fast as possible. But, like, yeah, this isn't like, you know, oh shit, this was a top two team in a conference and they just, they just lost one of their best players. Like, Not what's going to happen to, like, like, realistically, with, like, if Dane played or if Paul George played, did you, do you have either of them, either of those teams playing the Brooklyn Nets in June? No, but I, I mean, but, I, but I think, I think a healthy Paul George and him coming back would have made, and more easier for Kawhi Leonard to want to come back. But if Paul George is going to be out for the rest of the year, or six to eight weeks, and they're talking about the rest of the year, and they shut it down, that means Kawhi Leonard's going to be, there's no chance Kawhi's coming back to play without Paul George, because it just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I mean, at that point, do you just kind of just say, like, all right, guys, we just accept this season, get rested, rehab, yeah. all that. Now, or do you force the you know, return? Now for, now, for your boy Dame, one, I don't know if this is a big injury or a small injury. Six to eight weeks. One will argue that Dane probably could have got this surgery er- earlier in the season, but he probably played it out. And probably it's just kind of like, yo, like maybe Dane probably went home and looked in the mirror like, yo, I'm tired of playing with injuries. You know, like I'm tired of doing this. Like his body is probably like a little 
wore out for carrying him on his damn back <laughs> for all these damn years <laughs> without no damn help. So I'll probably be at home like, yeah, I'm about to shut, shut this shit down too, this. But honestly, it's kind of like I want Dame to realize <laughs> with him not coming back for the rest of the season, basically, I hope he knows this because he's been loyal. And he won't come out and ask for a trade or he won't really sit up and say, like, I want to be traded. He's not, that's not his that's not his DNM. That's not his personality. And we told we we talked we both said we're not gonna really talk about the situation, but I just want to bring this up that I want Dame to know that like the Portland Trailblazers have already started rebuilding Dame. They've already started the process. One the wait, process, wait, 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 wait. Pause right. So they've already started re- rebuilding Dame? No, they start like, already start the organization has already started rebuilding. Meaning okay, you're like, if, are you you're talking to them? Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Sure they, they, got no, you, no, no, no. The organization has already started rebuilding, not rebuilding, like got rebuilding. You, you. Like the Portland Trailblazers, they're about to be in a rebuilding stage. That's just the truth. Like that relationship with CJ, I don't think I don't expect CJ to be a, a Portland Trailblazers next year. You have Simons, who's basically kind of <laughs> was under CJ and under Dame and kind of like got to kind of be groomed by these guys. And now you're seeing him shine, bring off the dribble, shoot from deep, floaters, like counters on counters. Like, yo, like you can tell, like, yo, watching him, like, yo, he been practicing and working out and been in the gym and been kind of like tooled and prepared and prepped by like these superstars like Dame and CJ. But for the Portland Trailblazers, it's kind of like, all right, we got Simons. We get a, a top three pick potentially in the upcoming NBA draft. And if you're Dame and you come back looking into the season and you start thinking like, okay, well, I've been talking about I don't have any help. I don't have, you know, you're not making trades. You're not making moves. And I had to ask Dame this. It's like, do you really think like when they get a top three, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a shock to him because he's so loyal. And sometimes you can be loyal to a fault like Big Sean say. It's like he's going to be shocked when, like, yo, they don't trade the top three pick for a, a win-now player. He's really going to be shocked because I'm telling you, the Portland Trailblazers, they got Simons. They're going to get a top three pick. They're probably going to off CJ. They're going to give Dame his two-year $170 million contract. And then it's just going to be like, all right, Dame, well, you got your money and stuff like that. But they're not going to be winning. And he's really going to be shocked when they get a top three lottery pick Top three pick, and it's just like Dave's probably going to be looking like, yo, this is the perfect opportunity for us to try to get a win-now player because we know that like a top three pick holds a lot of value, especially if it's the number one overall pick. But they're not going to do what the Cleveland Cavaliers did when LeBron James came back and got rid of the number one overall pick for Kevin Love. They're not going to do that for Dave. And it's just kind of like it's going to really, really be like a shock when this happens. And it sucks because like it seems like everybody can see this but Dave. Damn, that's like a closing part to a, a movie. Shit. <laughs> and we're going to commercial. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. But no, bro, like, I, I mean, that's, that's actually a good point. So you're saying that, like, you know, if they do get, like, a top three pick, you're saying that they were going to keep it. They're not going to trade it. They're tanky. Like, Dame is, Dame is, Dame is shunning, he's shutting it down. They're talking about six, eight weeks. And then before bro, they even bro, well, said that, that I'm he's shutting that, down that for the rest a, of the season. Right, but that could be a good thing. To the, the tanking part, I think, you know, could be a possible agreement. But I'm saying, like, yeah. if they do tank, and they get a top three pick, you're suggesting, you're thinking that they're going to keep that pick and keep the player as opposed to trading him away or yeah. trading that pick away for a, a win-now player. That's what we you're just, just believing. 
That's what I'm. That's what I believe, and that's what I know. We just saw the Golden State Warriors, who have won championships, bro, championships with their core, and they kept their lottery picks this year. But and that's, the following, bro, and the that's not year. the same. That's not the same thing at all. Because you just perfect, bro. That's not a good example. You just said as why that's not a good example because they already had a championship core. Of course. So of like course. even if whatever they did with that number two pick or whatever, they would have been fine regardless. Trailblazers aren't like that. They, no, you know, they okay. need to get active. What I, what I, what, but what I, what, I, what I mean by that, Theus, is just kind of like, I'm saying that like, it would have made more sense for the Golden State Warriors to trade those picks, right? But they didn't because like you said, they got a core, but their players, Steph Curry and Draymond and Klay Thompson, they were, and they were pushing, they wanted the front office to trade that, the number one overall pick that they got and that those, those draft picks last year, those lottery picks, they wanted that to happen. And all I'm saying is, it's like a lot of front offices when they get a high draft pick like that, they don't think about like when now. They think about like the future. And I'm saying like with the Portland Trailblazers, they're not going to be thinking about let me get Dave some help now. They're going to be thinking about like after Dave because it's just like the fact of the matter is like yo, players come and go, organizations last forever, and that's just the truth. But the thing is, though, even going back to that Warriors example, they didn't need to do anything with that number two pick. Like, there, there was nothing, anything they could have done wouldn't have been the wrong answer. If that makes sense. If they would have traded away, they would have been fine. If they would have kept it, they would have been fine. That's not the case yeah. with the Trailblazers. Like, so there's way more pressure. So if you keep the pick, the question is now, all right, cool, you got this young star, but you also have an aging superstar. What are you doing? And that's not even me being yeah. like an asshole. That is a legitimate question. Are you trying to win now? Or are you trying to build for the future? I don't think there's a wrong choice, but don't be middle of the pack. Don't be like, so James Wiseman, there wasn't real expectation for him to come in and average 20 and 10, right? Like the Warriors were going to be fine regardless. They like, yeah. but in terms of Portland, you got a guy like Dame, that guy, like whoever they draft, if I'm Dame, I want him to come in and produce now. Like, I don't need you to be on some, all right, you know, wait, give him a couple years. No. In a couple years, I'm that's not, going to, not you know what I'm saying? Though. I'm not, but, right, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. They need to figure out what it is they want to do. Tank and tank completely, or, you know, tank and tank completely and trade Dame, or keep Dame, trade that pick, and get active. But this idea of like, you know, we're going to keep Dame, keep the player, what do you think is about to happen? Like, we talk about this all the time. Being in the middle of the pack is the worst thing you can do. And I yep. know Dame's contract is nasty. I know. But fortunately for them, he's still good. <laughs> he ain't got a nasty contract and it's bad. He's good. So, I mean, you, we, you say it, we say it. Everybody says it. We know Dame not, is, you know, not the type of guy to come out and just say, like, yo, I want to be traded and all this and that. But someone has to answer the, un, you know, the, the question that no one is talking about in Portland. What gonna, are y'all doing? He's going to, Dame's going to sign that two-year, 107 Million dollar extension with the Portland Trailblazers this summer, which if he stays on the Portland Trailblazers, they're going to be paying him over $50 million for a guard in the middle of the mid thirties. That's what he'd be in. And I, I, I hope I'm hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I so see you, you, you want to, you want to sign that contract if he was Dame? No, Dame's going to sign that contract, but I'm just saying like, but, but see, that's just it though. So, so there's a, that's another thing, too, that fans have to address. We want to sit there and tell Dame to get his money, right? But yeah. to sit here, but at the same time, we want to sit here and say, we want Dame to request a trade. 
Which one do you like? Good luck getting both. But which one do you think realistically is about to happen? Yeah, he's one of those things is something that you can control, right? You get the money, hey, cool. But like, you getting the money and then we're crushing the trade. That's the ultimate finesse. I can't get mad at it. That but, happens. Right, right. It happens. But I'm saying though, like, one one of those things is like an, a a guarantee. Yeah, right? I mean, it, dep- it depends because James James Harden he he turned down the highest contract in the NBA with the Houston Rockets before he wanted out. They offered him like, yo, to make him the richest NBA player in NBA history. He turned it down because he wanted out. So it's just kind of like with Dame, it's just like Dame probably is gonna get his money. And it's just like it's it's similar to James Harden's situation because Damian Leonard has max he's maxed out. Everything he can do in Portland, nothing he can do more. Like I know he hasn't had the most playoff success, but it's just like if you look at those rosters, some of those teams, it's nothing more Dame can really do in Portland. So like you said, it's just like they're gonna he's gonna get his money. He's gonna probably sign his extension. He's gonna realize that yo, Simons is probably you know the guy that they're gonna groom for the future and also this this high draft pick they're gonna get. And then I'm going to be stuck on a rebuilding situation. And then that's where it's probably going to hit him. And it's going to hit him. Then he's going to probably get on a request to trade. But then it, it could be like, you know, then team's going to start looking around like, all right, now, we wanted you like two, three years ago, Dave. Not two, three years now, later. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a hard that's pill to swallow. Hurt. That's you know, so hurt. it's just like you might as well, like, for the respect that the Portland Trailblazers have, or Damian Lillard, they should just really like, yo, just go to him and be like, yo, we're rebuilding with Simons. We want you out because we want you to get healthy, but we also want you out, Dame, because we want we want to tank. We want to get a high lottery pick, and we want to we want to we want to trade you to a contender. If if they respect him that much, they they should do that. That's a wild way of getting terminated. That's a wild way of saying, you know what, man, you're actually too good. So. Yeah. But hey, you know, tough business decisions have to be made. I mean, it, it sucks sometimes, but someone's got to make them. I mean, yeah. we, we just want to see Dame shine, I think, at the end of the day. I think we both can agree on that. It's not, yeah. obviously it's not personal, but just like, yeah. man, you just, you just hate to see a player be so talented and loyal that it ends up reaching a point where it's like, yes. It'd be different if he, if, he, if he was loyal to a franchise that's actually, like, showed any effort whatsoever. It's a guy right now. Go get Tobias Harris. The Sixers want to get rid of Go get him. Go do something. Go reach for a wild card. Like, go see. Like, go talk to the Sixers and say, like, yo, maybe we can get Tobias Harris. We know his contract is a little iffy, but, like, yo, he's still a, a solid starter. Can get you 20 points, 28. Like, yo, like, go do something. But it's just, but, like, they won't do that. They won't even do that. Though, you know, so you it's saying, just, like. I, are you saying get Tobias and pair him up or like in addition to a Dame? I'm just saying like get Tobias Harris. Like that's a start. They need us. They always needed a wing player. That's a start. And then now you can maybe go into the next, the next season. You got like maybe CJ or I don't know, Tobias, something like you got Simon's da- no, Dame, Tobias, something, like, something you know, is, so, something. Right, so Make some sounds, effort. This sounds very similar to your Zach Levine debate. Is the idea of like going years with without seeing some sort of true, like progression? Um, decision, prog- there you go, perfect word. Progression from the front office. But the difference is between both of those guys, yeah. age. <laughs> At yeah. some point, it's like on Dame's front, who's older. It's like, yo, I I don't like you use the word 
that's a start. I don't want to hear anything about that's a start if I'm Dame. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about, like, yeah, we're making some moves. I don't want to hear that shit. Bring in someone that can score 20. Bring in someone that's been to an all-star game. Bring in yeah. someone that's been to the NBA Finals. I don't need to hear anything about we're, we're, we're heading in the right. I've been here too damn long yeah. to be taking these baby steps. Now, Zach Levine, again, just off this example, right? Yeah. He's not as old as them. He hasn't. He wasn't drafted by the Bulls. He he was he's he was younger. He was traded to the Bulls. All these other things that Dame doesn't deal with, but it's like, yo, yeah, that's true. At <laughs> some point, I do not. I'm not comfortable hearing the, you know, we're taking some time. That's cool in the beginning. That's cool when I'm 23, 24 years old. I'll even give you 26, 20. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. Later. But this idea that early on in your career you understand that you, it's not always gonna work out immediately. It's a but marathon. damn, this is not my first season. I am not no rookie. Yeah. Like, I am pushing 35. Like, come on. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy because we just want to start. That should let Dave know everything he needs to know. We ask it for a start, just something. And they, uh, Tobias Harris is a solid player, a great player, can be on a you know, championship caliber team, can probably be the third option like he is with the Philadelphia Sixers. But it's just kind of like, I'm just asking for Tobias Harris. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn. Hey, you know what? All right, cool. You, 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 sh- you, you want something. I want everything. If I'm damn, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to hear. Like, I yeah, didn't, look, as a player, I didn't give y'all too much to, to let y'all slide by doing something mid like that. And, it's, and again, yeah. that's not a knock to Tobias, by the way. No, 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 no. Love, no. love Tobias. But it's the idea of like, yo, I don't want to hear anything about, you know, some regular off-season edition or a, a normal trade. I want a groundbreaking. I want some shit that's going to crash Twitter. I want some shit that's going to make the everyone important thing. Oh yeah, it's it's finally time. I don't want no trade where I look at my my phone and get a tweet from Woe saying like, "Oh shit, that's it." Like I want some shit that's going to make me react something crazy if I'm dead. Yeah. If it's not it, if it's not that, keep it. Like straight like that because it's it's gotten to the point now where it's like, "Yo, if I'm like me and you ask, what are we doing?" But at this point, if I'm Dame, I know the answer to that question. I really do. And and and, and it, ain't, it ain't no conf- it ain't no confusion. It ain't no. Well, I wonder if you know what I'm saying if they make it something. You know, the proof is in the pudding. You've seen yeah. oh, for over a decade now what type of time folks is on. So now, it's your choice as a player and as an individual, as an employee, to make the proper decision. Get your money, or slide, or get your money. Then slide. Do both. But taking control of your own situation, especially when you're a player like Dame who has a shit ton of leverage, get active. <laughs> Please. But not to put the pressure on Dame. Um, <laughs> cap, you you, you Gucci for cap or no cap? Yeah, we Gucci right. today. Yeah, we, we straight. All right. Um, wait, like, I meant like Gucci, you try and do it. or like... Nah, nah, we Gucci. It's just, we, we good. It's, oh, all right. We, we ain't talking about it now. Right. We see, yeah, see y'all right, next week. All right, cool. That's cool. Um, you know, all right, yeah. Shout out to Cam. Um, you know, shout out to, to Dame. Just like that, y'all. We go. Oh, one, one thing I want to say, too, to end this episode, y'all. Um, of course, slap that link. All right. In the episode description. My bookie, get active. All right. We got the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Shout out to my Patriots. I hope they get it done. We're going to keep it basketball only, of course. Shout, but. shout out shout out to my, my Cowboys who, who's uh, going to get it done. Yeah, like, 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 like my boy Thea said, hit the, hit the link. 
It's you free money. Know. You put you $5, know. they give you they give you five more. You it's feel like me? You get, they doubling your funds. That's easy. You feel me? Easy There's money. Two option, there's two options for those of y'all that might be confused. You feel me? Either slap the link, all right, in the bio ahead of the, this weekend's playoffs, all right? And also, go to my bookie or use a code, don't pump fakes, whichever one y'all prefer. All right, if you're lazy, hit the link. If, if you want, go straight to my bookie and use that promo code, no pump fakes. All right. Other than that, we're going to see y'all and enjoy these basketball <laughs> games as well. All right. Peace. Go Cowboys.